hey everyone, I'm so excited to come out to the 2023 Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference. It's going to be a blast. Kyle Mann of the Babylon Bee. I'm going to be giving a presentation called Making the Case Against Cancel Culture, where I talk about how we write comedy and how Christians need to use art and writing and all of that wonderful stuff to fight against cancel culture and how we have to take a bold stand for the truth using the creative talents that God has given us. It's going to be a great time, and I'm so excited to come out and see everybody, meet everybody, and, uh, and talk a little bit about how we write satire and use that to communicate God's truth. You can meet and hear Kyle Mann of the Babylon Bee at the 2023 Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference, Friday, June 16th and Saturday, June 17th at Concordia University, Chicago. Learn more at issuesetc.org or by giving us a call 618-223-8385. Making the Case, June 16th and 17th in River Forest, Illinois. With the overturning of Roe v. Wade, there's a lot of speculation about how much that decision affected the 2022 midterms. There's an op-ed in the Washington Post by Jennifer Rubin. Opinion, Republicans are doubling down on abortion. They'll regret it. Is that true? Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. Joining us to talk about this Washington Post op-ed, Carol Tobias. She's president of National Right to Life. Carol, welcome back. Thanks, Todd. What does Jennifer Rubin fail to understand about pro-life Republicans? Well, pretty much throughout the article, she portrays them as uncaring, you know, anti-woman bigots, practically. But what she doesn't understand is that pro-lifers and pro-life Republicans are standing on principle, killing innocent human beings because they happen to be inconvenient is wrong. So, yes, people who strongly believe that unborn children should be protected and their moms should be helped are going to do what we can to make that come about. might be through legislation. It might be through education. It's certainly helping with the pregnancy centers as they work directly with you know, moms and babies. But to categorize all of us as I think she would love to say is just anti-woman and crazy is it shows. I'm sorry, I'm going to say stupidity on her part. She is not willing to look at the facts, and she won't look at anything besides what she believes to be true. Rubin uses the term forced birth group several times to describe opposition to abortion in that op-ed. How do you respond? Well, again, she's trying to portray us as extreme and anti-woman, and yet if you look at what's happening around the country, it is the pro-life states that are stepping up to help moms and babies. The governor of Tennessee just announced that he's, you know, his administration is hoping to put in $100 million into a program that would provide grants to pregnancy centers. We've got several states around the country that are expanding their Medicaid program to make sure that moms and newborn babies are not falling through the cracks, helping them with health care, and maybe it's even free diapers through Medicaid. The pro-life states are coming forward with great programs showing compassion and understanding, wanting to help women through a difficult time. Reuben and her ilk will only offer a dead baby as the solution to a problem. So she would like to call us forced birth because she thinks it's clever or she thinks it's going to you know, make us look bad. But again, if she would look at the facts on the ground, she would see that 
we aren't forcing birth on anyone. We're just trying to help someone through a difficult time so that both mom and baby can be healthy and happy. Ruben asserts in the op-ed piece that Americans want less strict abortion laws. Is that true? Yes and no. Americans for many years have been in the middle when it comes to abortion laws. They think abortion should be allowed in some cases, maybe early in pregnancy or in cases of rape and incest, or if there's a serious physical health problem or concern for the mom. But they definitely do not support unlimited abortion throughout pregnancy, which is what Rubin is advocating for. So Americans, I would say, are kind of in the middle. And the only option they are getting from Democrats and Rubin are to place absolutely no limits on abortion whatsoever. And that's not where they are. She also cited an NPR Ipsos poll saying, or at least she characterized it as saying, that three out of five Americans want abortion legal in all or most cases. Those are her words. How would you respond to that? There are very few polls that would ever back that up. A majority of Americans do not support tax funding of abortion. They do support some limits on abortion. It's easy to throw a poll around because depending on how the polling is worded and who asked the poll, you can pretty much come up with any result you want. But honest polls will show that the public is generally mixed. And no, three out of five do not support abortion in most cases. She characterized it as though the average American really wants no restrictions on abortion. They would be happier with little to no restrictions. Is that in any way true? No, no, not at all. Americans do not support abortion being used for birth control, which is more than 90% of all abortions that are being performed. It's basically backup for a birth control method or something that didn't work. And it's just not the case. I mean, Americans do have conflicted opinions. They would like abortion in some cases, but they are not willing to go along with abortion for any reason throughout pregnancy. Carol Tobias is our guest. We're talking about a Washington Post op-ed. Republicans are doubling down on abortion. They'll regret it by Jennifer Rubin. She's president of National Right to Life. On the other side of the break, how would Carol describe the current position of the Democratic Party on abortion? This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we dig further into St. Luke's Gospel with lamps burning, faithful manager, divided, repent or perish, and the barren fig tree. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. Several issues, etc. regular guests are candidates for leadership positions in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Every LCMS congregation has received nomination forms for the president and vice presidents of Synod. Please encourage your pastor and congregational leaders to fill out and return these nomination forms before February 28th of 2023. Learn more at issuesetc.org slash 2023 nominations. 
issuesetc.org slash 2023 nominations. One of the greatest treasures in the Lutheran Church is the Lutheran Confessions, but it has not always been that way. From June 1st to the 3rd, Concordia University Chicago is hosting a seminar on the role of the confessional documents in the 19th century confessional revival. We invite you to come and learn about the recovery of the Lutheran Confessions through lectures and workshops, along with opportunities for prayer and fellowship. For more information, please visit cuchicago.edu slash confessionalism seminar. The saints at Pilgrim Lutheran Church in Kilgore, Texas, are strangers and exiles on earth seeking a homeland in heaven. If you are in East Texas, visit in person. Otherwise, visit online at www.pilgrimlc.org. I shall follow where you Defending life from beginning to end. You're listening to Issues Etc. Thanks to the following congregations for standing with us by becoming an Issues Etc. congregational sponsor. Bethlehem Lutheran, Sylvan Grove, Kansas. Faith Lutheran Church and Preschool, Marionette, Wisconsin. Good Shepherd Lutheran, Marshall, Minnesota. Emmanuel Lutheran, Manchester, New Hampshire. Messiah Lutheran, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Pilgrim Lutheran, Kilgore, Texas. St. Athanasius Lutheran, Fairfax, Virginia. St. Paul Lutheran, Bridger, Montana. Trinity Lutheran, Rock Springs, Wyoming. And Zion Lutheran, Fredericktown, Missouri. Find out how your confessional Lutheran church can support this worldwide outreach by including Issues Etc. in your mission or advertising budget. Just go to issuesetc.org, click Support, Donate, and print a one-page flyer. When your congregation becomes an Issues Etc. sponsor, we'll publicize your church on the podcast, at our website, and in the Issues Etc. journal. Responding to a Washington Post op-ed titled Republicans are doubling down on abortion, they'll regret it with Carol Tobias of National Right to Life. This is Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. Lutherans for Life equips Lutherans and their neighbors to be gospel-motivated voices for life. The 2023 Lutherans for Life National Conference is October 11th through the 13th in Cincinnati. Learn more at lutheransforlife.org, lutheransforlife.org. Carol, how would you describe the current position of the Democratic Party on abortion? It is as radical as you can get. They will not even support limits on abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy when the baby can feel pain. The House of Representatives just voted on a bill that would say the unborn child, if he or she survives a botched abortion, has to be taken care of and get the same care that any other newborn at that same age would get. And yet all but one Democrat in the House of Representatives opposed that. They have gone completely off the far end. They want absolutely no limits on abortion, and they want our tax dollars to pay for it. Now, in Rubin's column, she said that the House has already passed two extreme you know, anti-abortion measures. Well, one of them that she's talking about is this bill that would protect babies who are born alive following a botched abortion. The other one that they passed simply condemned the violence that has been perpetrated against pregnancy centers and pro-life organizations and churches. Those are pro-life bills, but they're not anti-abortion. 
And yet Rubin is in, in lockstep with the Democratic Party that no baby should be protected. And if the mother does not want that child, she has the right to kill that child, to end that innocent life. I don't get it. When I was getting first, I mean, when I was involved early on in the pro-life movement, one of my heroes was the pro-life governor of Pennsylvania, Democrat Bob Casey. He talked about how the Democratic Party has a tradition of caring for the helpless and the hopeless and the downtrodden and how we were supposed to be helping all these people who can't do it on their own. So to me, the unborn child should fit into that category very well, and it does. But the Democratic Party has just long left behind any kind of sentiment that Bob Casey was so eloquently expressing when when he was governor of Pennsylvania. How would you describe the real Dobbs effect in the 2022 midterms? The Supreme Court untied our hands. They said that this is a decision that should be left up to the people and their elected representatives. So we have the ability to protect unborn children, but it's going to be tough. There are a lot of organizations, there's a lot of money, a lot of the mainstream media, all working very hard to make sure that we don't succeed. So we're going to need every pro-lifer out there working because, as I said, it's not just legislation, but it's also education and helping the moms and their babies. We need all pro-lifers speaking up and opening their arms and their hands to get some work done. Jennifer Rubin seems convinced in that op-ed that completely unrestricted abortion is a political winner for Democrats and a loser for Republicans. Is she right? I would definitely say no, but that remains to be seen. We know that pro-lifers are hard workers, dedicated, and we're going to do whatever we can to make sure those babies are protected. And that needs to mean that we are supporting and helping elect pro-life candidates. Now, our opponents are working just as hard to elect their pro-abortion candidates. By no means would I say that this is a losing position for the Republican Party, but pro-life Republicans and pro-life people in general are going to have to get involved in in elections and uh, advocating for candidates and supporting them, getting people out to vote for them. We've got a lot of work ahead of us. This is not a losing issue. We're standing on principle. We are doing what's right. I think most of the people in the pro-life movement, but certainly not all, are looking to God for wisdom and protection and motivation and encouragement and his wisdom and his counsel. But no, I'm very optimistic that we are going to see some great results in elections for pro-life, also pro-life candidates. Now, by and large, that's going to mean Republicans um, because the parties have such a strong split. But I'm, I'm excited about the elections. I think we're going to have some good results. Carol Tobias is president of National Right to Life. You'll find a link to National Right to Life at our website, issuesetc.org. Click Talk On Demand Archives. Carol, thank you very much for your time. You're welcome, Todd. Have a great rest of the show. In Hour 2 of Issues Etc., Pastor Peter Bender, director of the Concordia Catechetical Academy, is going to be alongside. We'll be doing what we do with him on our weekly basis. We're going to be looking forward to Sunday morning, according to the one-year lectionary. The Sunday coming up, it's counting down 
to Easter. Quinquagesima, we'll look at the, all the propers for that Sunday and how they point us directly to Christ and toward his death and resurrection. Listen weekday afternoons to Pastor Todd Wilkin and guests on Issues Etc. Issues Etc. is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is vital for the continuation and expansion of this worldwide outreach. Our mailing address, Issues Etc., P.O. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also donate at our website, issuesetc.org. Issues Etc., is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio. Metro East Lutheran High School in Edwardsville, Illinois, is looking for an English teacher with a master's degree for the 2023-24 school year. Edwardsville is 30 minutes from downtown St. Louis. The position would involve teaching upper-level, dual-credit English classes. For more information, send an email to Principal Jay Krause, J-A-Y-K-R-A-U-S-E at M-E-L-H-S dot org. J-Krause at M-E-L-H-S dot org.